Grand Rising, MI5, my people, my family, my tribe. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful day today, and I hope it's been successful. You know, today, I've been thinking about how we are always given the opportunity to be grateful for something, and, and you know, obviously, right? But today, I've been very grateful for the the ability to just be like, wow, I actually spent my time wisely today. I actually spent it how I wanted to spend it. And, uh, you know, today I have Mr. Michael J. Wall. He is an insurance uh, insurance and real estate agent. And uh, I met Mr. Michael at a networking event, a local networking event here in Sacramento. And I see this guy. I'm like, why did this 25-year-old dye his hair gray? And I was like, <laughs> no way. <laughs> but no, so, you know, uh, and and uh, the rest is history, right? Me and Michael met, and the rest is history. So, Michael, how's it going, man? You know, it's going great, Andrew. I appreciate you guys inviting me on. I tell you, it's I've had a good day today. And, you know, like you said, connecting with you at the, at the event that we went to, the networking event, it was really amazing. And getting to know you was, was, was amazing. I mean, I like your philosophy in life, and I'm right along there with you. Thank you, man. Yeah, no, we uh, – I – I mean, for me, uh, it just in general, like it, it has to be something that you you feel feel good about every single day that that's on your mind. You know, it's like a lot of people tend to lean more towards just being like, oh, well, I'm a realist and I just like everything is, is not good. You know, the facts just say that everything is bad. So, you know, that's just how my life is. But honestly, man, you have to look at it a different way, which which honestly here. You know, the re any anyone who's on this show, we're we're already very privy to that lifestyle. I'm I'm sure, but uh, but yeah, man. So I mean, I I know a little bit about you, and and uh, you know, Brian does as well. But if you want to give a little autobiography of yourself, really quick, just so the viewers kind of have a, a knowledge of your background, you know, who you are, who's Michael, you know. Well, I was uh, born and raised in New Jersey and came out here to California via the U.S. Air Force. Um, got out of the Air Force, got into the healthcare, um, and I was in the healthcare industry for 30 plus years. And then I retired from that. But during that whole time, uh, while I was in the healthcare industry, you know, I had this entrepreneurial bug that just kept nipping at me. So. You know, I followed a few things, had a few small businesses, and then I ended ended up landing into the real estate world, which was easy for me to do because I only had to work three days a week. And right. so during that free time, I was able to just go ahead and, and pursue my real, my real estate. Um, eventually, I was able to retire from the medical field, and I had more time on my hands, even though I was doing um, the real estate. And, I, and in between that time, I found that um, someone invited me to an event. It was, and they talked about financial services. They talked about insurance, estate planning, things like that. And I was like, you know, this is uh, very interesting stuff because it's things that I've never heard of. You know, I've, I've been to school. I've been to a lot of different trainings. And I said, how come I've not heard about this? So I dove more into that. And what I did, I said, you know what? In my head, I said, more people need to know about this. I talked to so many people that say, I never heard of that. I don't know about this. How come no one ever told me? So my thought was, you know what? You know, I need to just go ahead and spread the word, you know, spread the love because people need this information. It's a vital information. And so I'm just going to go out there and, and spread the word. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. I mean, when you're able to let your passion serve people, it becomes a purpose, you know, passion and service is purpose. And so you know, you're, you're living that, man. And, and that's awesome. So one of the things that that you recently did was you had your your symposium. Yes, uh, we call it our Seeds of Wealth Financial Symposium. Um, that was an awesome collaboration. So we had quite a few professionals there. we had five speakers. We had one person who spoke on personal credit. We had another person who spoke on business credit. We had a CPA. We had uh, the financial services, which is the, mostly the insurance. And then I spoke on investing in apartments and syndication. So with that combined, I mean, we touched a lot of people. We had a, 
about 70 plus people attend and it was well received. People were like, I never heard of this information and how do I get started in this? And, and how do I do that? How do I clean up my credit? How do I get involved in the business credit? How do I invest in multifamily properties? You know, oh, I never heard about this type of life insurance. I want to really get to know more about it. So it, it was well-received information. I love it. Yeah, no, it's um, doing events is something that's like, it's, it's actually a lot easier than people think, <laughs> you know, you, know you, you, you find a venue, you get people excited to come and you find people to be involved and then you just do it. It's really, right. it's really not super hard. Yeah. I mean, like, so, you know, who inspired me to start doing it was actually Glenn from black business click. Okay. Um, after, okay. after seeing him, I was like, what the, this is like, all he had to do was get an event, post on social media or like get a venue, <laughs> post on social media and like, I could do that. That's easy. Like, I want to, I want to get in on the, some of the sauce, you know? You know, Glenn and Tina, they have such a pull. They, they're like magnets yeah. when it comes to people. And, and I really respect and appreciate them because they really helped me orchestrate the, the Seeds of Wealth Symposium because mm. of their, of their reach. They have such a strong reach and people just jumped on board and, and they were just, you know, because they, they trust and know them they just said i'm in absolutely i mean well they're visionaries and they 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 really uh, are very good at that uh getting people excited and making people feel like you know they can do it too honestly is what what i've oh. noticed yeah and, and you know you hear all the time like you hear all the time how do you how do you you know how do you uh, eat an elephant one bite at a time right well i used to take that that saying and kind of put a little spin on it like how do you change the world one person at a time. Well, yeah, you could change the world one person at a time. However, by doing events, you can, you know, you, you can grab a bunch of people and, 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 and event and actually impact their life in such a more meaningful way, because now they're surrounded by like-minded people all around them. And you're up on stage impacting, you know, hundred or or more or or maybe less in some cases lives all at once right. so it's just like it's so effective i mean our goal is to do multiple um events and take this so we're going to do our next seeds of wealth i call it 2.0 and the goal is to do it down in southern california so take it to bring it to northern california southern california um and at my church i had a lot of church members who attended and they actually said that it would be nice to have this done quarterly. So I, just, I don't know if we have that kind of time, you know, if we're doing it both yeah. in Northern and Southern California, but the fact that it was so well received and the people see that the need for that type of information is, is out there. And we just want to fill that. 100%. need. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I'm curious about is when, when you're doing these events, what are some of the um, what are some of the techniques or ideas that you kind of expand on that you know that allow you to simplify the information to make it more comprehensive for people that may have zero financial knowledge at all? Well, I guess to answer your question, we just basically we don't make it complicated as far as how we say things. We just bring it down to not to say elementary, but we don't right. speak a lot of the jargon per se, you know, industry jargon. We just tell people this is what's available. So let's say if it's a, a life insurance policy, like we're talking about, instead of we will mention IUL or index universal life. But what we tell them is that it's a, a policy that you can add cash to and you can grow your wealth inside of that policy. So to make it more simple, it's like we just explain what it does. And you can grow cash inside of a policy. And at some point, as you grow that cash, you are able to, to borrow from yourself and use that money for whatever you want. So that's, yeah. that's, one, that's one example. Um, if we're talking about things like investing in apartments, what I tell them is that, you know, when you look at an apartment complex, because most people can't take it, take that down by themselves. But if you pull your money together and leverage each other. In other words, um, work as a team, each one put in just a certain amount, a smaller amount, then you can take down that, that big, as you say, elephant. 
And mm -hmm. with that, you, you just, you develop a, um, you grow your wealth and you're able to get a better return on your money. So most people understand return on money and return on investment. So we just tell them you get a good return on your investment. And we don't always go technical as far as you're going to get this specific return, but we say our goal is to do high single digits to double digit returns. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think one of the keys to being a financial teacher is learning how to not dumb it down, but put it into layman's terms because, you know, pe people don't like what they don't understand, you know? Yeah. And that's why there's so much bad, bad mojo around like, you know, well, I, it, it's hard. It's hard because, you know, since they don't teach it in schools, a lot of people, they, and, and a lot of people, a lot of families like shy away from teach, like talking about it. Cause they're like, Oh, talking about money is bad. You know, like uh, mm -hmm. rich people are evil. So we can't talk right. about money, you know? And, you know, it, it's just being able to actually um, articulate it in a way that gets people excited about it. And, and just like how it impacted you, where all of a sudden now you're actually passionate about it. You're like, oh, my God, like, because maybe you've heard it. Maybe you had heard it before. But the right. guy that was on stage that said it this time said it in a way that made you click. And you're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is, this is actually <laughs> awesome. You know, I know, I know. You know, and, and you talked about those myths about, you know, rich people are evil or, or, or money is yeah. evil, root of all, you know, it's the root of all evil. And these things that sometimes you have to break those chains, you know, those, those thoughts that people have embedded in their mindset. And so once they see that one, you're a good person mm -hmm. and you're talking about, hey, you can, you can actually be wealthy and still be a good person. Then they, they say, wow, you mean I can... I can actually have that. So showing people what's possible and, and we're here to assist them into attaining what's possible and let them know that you don't have to limit yourself. You can grow as far as you want. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, lot, a lot of times it's really just about not only showing people the opportunities that have been right in front of them the entire time, but making sure that, you know, you give them actionable steps and, things that they can actually wrap their head around because you know people like you and me we've been in this industry for a while we we understand how money works we understand how um you know maybe banking system works and and i still have a lot to learn about insurance but i'm i'm constantly i'm i'm, I'm especially interested in things like whole life um whole life insurance policies you know with the infinite banking concept right. and because we're actually trying to integrate that into MI5 so that we can allow people to benefit from this insane concept that honestly, uh, if it, it's not, it, it's not talked about a lot. I feel like because people are, are like, no, dude. Yeah. Like I remember you said, told me one time, people always say that, that life insurance is for when you die. But right. it's not. It's not. You can. You, I'm. I'm 21 and I have a life insurance policy. Like, come on. I'm getting cheap policies over here. This is awesome. <laughs> right. Right. So, and that's know. the thing. You know, you're yeah. young and and you're young and healthy. So it's going to be a, a lot less expensive. Like you say, in right. some in some terms, it's actually cheap. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean. Yeah. Compare. I the person that I was talking to, they were like, "You're going to get some great rates on these," and I was like, "Cool. Hook me up. You know, like do right. do whatever I got to do." So, yeah. So, so, you know, kind of segueing into age groups and teaching all this, what, what are some of the age groups that you like to, you know, inspire? Like, do you ever, do you ever um, go into like schools and talk about it or, or what, what's like the, the youngest people, uh, youngest age group that you would say is, could be receptive to this or that you're interested in like exposing to the information? Well, um, my goal is to talk with the youth. I, I want to start them in junior high um, to maybe your 10th grade, you know, when they just are entering high school, because I think at that point, they're searching, you know, kids are thinking, okay, what's, what's next? And a lot of them, um, you know, that the, the traditional nine to five, they're thinking, do I really want to do that? So I think teaching them when they're young, especially when they're like sponges, that there's opportunities out there that they can use these things. These tools are available, but they need to know them young so they can plan. 
and so they can understand the time value of money. So once they have that concept of time value of money, it's like, oh, if I start now, when I am 50, I will have this. And so they need to, you know, if you, if you can impose that information onto them, then they start to think differently. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm connecting with a lot of younger people, um, you know, through the Black Business Click who got, already had that concept. I mean, they're in their 20s and 30s and already they got it. So it needs to be spread more. And I'm thinking that the junior high school, the start of high school is, is, a, is the best area to start. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's that's when kids are starting to, like, think about their future more. I mean, that's when it's, like, even relevant for them to do that. So, yeah. So, you know, I want to dial it back a little bit to, you know, a, a little bit of a different topic, more on the side of entrepreneurialism. And that would be because you went from being in the medical field to, you know, getting this desire to, to actually start being a change maker in a completely different industry. So when you were shifting shifting gears per se, like having that paradigm shift, what were some of the challenges that you faced? And then like, how did you overcome those? Because for a lot of people, the, the main thing that keeps them from, from starting is one, they don't know how to start. And then that is paralyzing to them because of anal analysis paralysis or like thinking about all these different things when really it's just like the longest journey began with one step, right? It's just What's your first step and focus on that? But what are some of the things that you faced and how did you overcome this? Well, the first thing was like most people is like, well, how do I do that? You know, it's like, yeah. I don't even know where to start. So I'm a people person. So I just found some networking events. You know, I talked to people and I said, hey, what about this? You know, how, how did you do that? And I attended different networking events and listen to people and said, you know, I, I asked them, you know, how did you start? Or there would be seminars or investment clubs. And I would just, I was a listener. So I would just sit back and listen at first. And then I would, I'm a reader. So I love to read books. So, you know, mm -hmm. I use a lot of motivational books. So I just decided, you know what, the only way to get this done is just is to go out there and start. So Initially, which is this is kind of a kind of a, a backstory, is I think my first exposure to business was actually the Amway business. And so the good thing about the Amway, even though most people don't make a dime in there, right? <laughs> but you have exposure to how to think about business, how to talk to people, how to, to speak in public, you know. So I was able to learn those techniques about speaking on stage. I took a Toastmasters class. So, and that's, I'm telling you, Toastmasters is probably the most inexpensive way to get a speaking education. So I did Toastmasters. Yeah. yeah, did Toastmasters. And I just kept taking small steps, just little things to where, to the point where I started feeling more comfortable. And yes, I would flub up from time to time, but the thing about it is I learned you just have to keep moving forward. And I found mentors that just said, well, yeah, you just got to keep moving forward. You may have messed up, but there's always tomorrow. 100%. 100%. Who, who was your first, like, very impactful mentor? Was it someone in your family or someone in the, the Amway business? Or I'd have to say my first impactful mentor would be my grandfather. He had his own business. He had a dental lab. and mm. In, in a situation where um, the African-American man was just not um, welcomed in business, but he broke through those barriers and he built a very successful business and did very well for himself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, back, I, I mean, really any time before 1950, I feel like that's that was still when it was not um, fully accepted in society, you know, for, right. for African-American people to be like, fully integrated in and like oh he has his own business you know all that and and the way the ways that we've been able to develop as society is is amazing because there's really it, it's such a controversial topic especially these days it's almost like we're re regressing yes. um but but yeah I, I i don't think it's really a, a such a 
problem in everyday life with everyday people as it as it is on like the try the news and social media tries to make it out as but right but anyways um so so when you you did you mentioned books and this is such a common question for almost every entrepreneur but you know what would be one of either one of your favorite books that that steered you in the right direction or one that you're like you must read this to everyone out there that's trying to better themselves in in self-development space as a person or business this is what what you must read like what are your what are your recommendations oh i hope you didn't didn't ask me that but (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot i know well there there is a classic you know think and grow rich i think everybody needs to read that because it is very true what your thoughts are and what you manifest in your thoughts is what you're going to receive. So I'd say thinking grow rich is probably the, the foundation. Um, I do like the Kiyosaki rich, rich dad, poor dad, very good book. Um, it, he talks about the difference between the nine to five and the entrepreneur. So that book has a lot of good contrast to it. Um, Ogbandino, um, which he's is not he's not as popular today, but he has a lot of good books um, as far as the philosophy of life and how to how to view and think about life, especially when it when it comes to troubling times where you find yourself stuck. So any book that Ogbandino has, um, I think the title is "The Greatest Salesman in the World" or something like that. Um, so he's he's a very good author, and anything on um, Oh, Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn, any of his, oh, yeah. his, anything that you can get on him, Jim Rohn, listen to him and he will put you on the right track. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I second that hundred uh, fully, fully wholeheartedly agree. Um, you know, what's funny about Rich Dad Poor Dad is when I read it, it changed it. I could never think the same after that because this was right around the time when, when I was first starting to realize that just because now I had my mindset and my health right from the past that I had had didn't mean that I had any clue as to what I wanted to do for my career, how to make money or anything like that. But I had one one idea, right? And a lot of people have this idea, but I was like, hmm, you know, what do I want to be? Like, I think I want to be a millionaire. That sounds cool. You know, let's do that. Right. And so I knew that after reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, I would never be able to go go to college and get a job. And that's how I was going to do it. That's just that wasn't going to be able to be my path to get there, especially with how fast I wanted to accomplish that. And so, um, you know, that that book was a huge, huge mover in my uh, mindset. Um, But yeah, so. All right. Now. Before before we go on break here and switch over to Brian, I would really love to kind of touch back on the infinite banking concept because a lot of people may not even know what it is at all, actually. And they might have never heard of it. Just like kind of how we were saying, most people don't even know what the information is, let alone where to where to learn more about it and get you know credible information. So since we have someone who's credible on the show right now, I would love if you could kind of go into that and just give a, a bird's eye view of it. Like, you don't have to, because it is, you know, a complex topic, but if you could give a bird's eye view, how it works and how people could start in, you know, making it work for them. Well, when you talk about a bird's eye view of infinite banking, what we're talking about is creating generational wealth through life insurance, which has been done, um, the wealthy have done that for years. Um, so the key is to use either a, um, what we call permanent life insurance, either whole life or um, IUL, index universal life. And what you do is as you grow that money, um, you can you can use that money to one, uh, fund a, a business venture. You can maybe, want, if you want to fund, I don't, you could use it for many things, but the goal is maybe funded for a business venture and let grow that, but, you know, pay yourself back, let that money grow, put that money and allow it to grow and then pass that on to the next generation, educate them on what they need to do with that. Let the, and then as they grow businesses, borrow from themselves because they are their own bank. Now you're not, 
going out to, to borrow from the bank at, you know, 19% to get something, you can just borrow from yourself. You know, um, if you're going to buy a car instead of buying, going to your credit union, just take it from yourself. You are your own bank and you use that money and you just continually um, use it, pay yourself back, just like you would pay back the bank. And then you continue to do that and pass it on to the next generation, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, that was a pretty good uh, high-level overview of the concept. How, how could somebody get started maybe with your company or another company, or how could somebody integrate that into their financial plan? Yeah, basically all they need to do is reach out to us. Um, our, our website is bluehorizonins.com. And, or they could give me a call at area code 916-804-6445 and just reach out and let me know kind of what their thoughts are. And I can give them a, a deeper detailed explanation on how the infinite banking concept works and how they can get started. So it's all based on their, um, on their long-term goals and their health and their age. And then we go from there. Beautiful. So my final question here is does does somebody need to be that does somebody need to be in your local area to get involved with your services or could it be from anywhere in the country it could be anywhere in the u.s we don't do outside okay. the country but yeah anywhere in the u.s um we are licensed in multiple states and if there's a state that they call us from that we're not licensed in it won't take us long to get our license in that state <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Michael J. Wall can help you out with some infinite banking. Um, Just so you guys know, I am doing that myself. Um, I, I, you know, I actually just mentioned earlier on the show, but it's very easy. There's usually no upfront costs to do it. And they get paid from the insurance company. That's like, it's like a commission or something. I'm not, I'm not educated fully on the, on how it works, but I'm doing it and taking action (laughs) and I'm learning as I go. So I think that's, guys, if you really want, if you're curious and how you can make it work for you, talk to Michael, watch some YouTube videos, do your due diligence, because it is extremely easy to take action on. It's one phone call away, like literally. Um, and, and it's just like you answer a couple questions and get started. Um, so yeah, with that, we're going to go on break here and, and then we'll switch it over to Brian and, and yeah, stay tuned guys. All right.
All right, all right, all right, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Oh my goodness, it's already Tuesday. What a fun <laughs> start to the week. Uh, I've got my new fun microphone here. I'm super excited about that. So looks pretty uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, Michael, I had to step stuff up this week for uh for the show <laughs> as we get more seasoned here at the MI5 show. Uh Tonight, uh, if you're just joining us for the second half, uh, we have our guest, Mr. Michael J. Wall. Uh, Andrew just did an amazing job kind of highlighting and showcasing uh, your journey, Michael. And I just recently actually got the pleasure to meet you uh, just the other day. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's it's funny with these shows. Sometimes it's it's a person that Andrew brings to the table. Sometimes it's a person that I bring to the table. And I can tell you in the short time that we've had a chance to connect uh, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is just your dedication uh, to serving people, uh, particularly the youth and, and just your vision and, you know, your passion behind that. Uh, so, Michael, I'd love to ask you, where does uh, this passion stem from? And can you give us a little bit more of a context uh, and a, a peek behind the curtain of your passion for making a positive contribution on, on the youth and what you aim to do, not just now, uh, because we heard a little bit about what you, you've done now and how you started your journey, but also like where you're going, uh, because it's very exciting. You gave us some sneak peeks the other day, and I, I'd love for you to share with everybody here uh, a little bit more about that. Well, Brian, um, thanks for asking that. See, I think as my whole makeup, as I'm the type of person that I just love to give. That's part of my DNA makeup. So thus, going into the medical field was a way to give to people, to help people. Um, so to helping them in a physical sense. So, you know, helping to heal sick people. Um even though I spent a lot of time in the medical field, I knew that there was more out there, that there was more for me to do. And so once I transitioned from the medical field into real estate and the financial, it was all about helping people. So when I came across the, the information on the financial services side, I thought to myself, you know, this is such amazing information. But what I notice is a lot of people don't have access to it. They don't understand it. And when you talk to people, they say, I've never heard of that. And growing up, I didn't hear about it. People in my family didn't hear about it. So I was like, okay, so this information for some reason is hidden in certain, you know, secret spots. You got to have the right key to get to it. So, you know, I want to be that key to be able to connect with people, especially young people because I know what it's like to grow up with very little and, you know, it's not a good place to be. So there, there's availability out there. There's a way that people can tap into to these tools. They just need the knowledge. If they have the knowledge, they can do it. So my goal is to spread that knowledge to as many people as possible. So through different means, whether it's um, through a one-on-one or doing uh, seminars and so forth. That's how I want to do it. Absolutely. And it's such a powerful, you know, vision and one that echoes through kind of every guest that we have on the show and, and is really, you know, when you understand the power of impacting people or, or you're driven by the, the desire to impact people, uh, that's really truly something that resonates so well with, with our community and, and with everybody that we collaborate with and, and come across and seem to almost manifest magically within our uh, existence here uh, as, if by, as if by magic, the universe conspires for us to meet amazing individuals like yourself. Okay. Michael, I'd love to hear, you know, you were in a field that was helping people. You know, there's a lot of people that are in the medical field and they're very content. Um, with, you know, it's a, it's a very, I, I would, myself was in human services and used to take care of mentally disabled adults and, you know, very rewarding job, very hard job for sure. Uh, you know, and definitely something that has its ups and downs. What was the moment, uh, and what was the mindset that you had, uh, when you knew, you know what, I, I, I like this job, I'm taking care of people. What made you shift to thinking, you know, there's, there's something else, you know, outside of this, outside of, you know, having a job. Well, I've always had this entrepreneurial itch, and 
So even during the times where I was in the medical field, I dabbled in other things and other businesses. So I knew there was more out there. And it's not that I was, how should I say, I, I, I didn't quite, I should say, just leave the medical field. I actually retired from it. So, but I had a plan in place to do more. So I wanted to know when I, when I retire, what am I going to do? Um, because some people retire and their goal is to, you know, just kick it, just sit back, enjoy their retirement, you know, travel, relax, and, you know, have fun. But I just, I'm a person who can't sit very long. So I, I have a passion to just, you know, have a drive to do more for people. And I didn't know, you know, at what at first, but then once I ran into the financial services, it just clicked and said, well, now I want to take and helping people from, I should say, their physical health to their financial health. So now I can do that and I can impact and leave a legacy for other people to, because if you're financially stable, then you have the ability to help other people. So if I can help, you know, a hundred or a thousand people, then they can also help a hundred or a thousand people. And it just continues to spread. The people helping people effect and, and, and truly a, a magical one indeed. You know, the education that you're instilling uh, in the youth, especially, right? Starting right. them while they're young to be able to grow up and, you know, know that this isn't something that we aren't taught in school and something that they could teach their youth and, and so on and so forth. So definitely a, a noble, uh, a noble cause indeed. Now the entrepreneur itch was itching. Uh, you, you retired, you, you parted ways from the, from the job. Uh, I'm sure at the beginning stages of this, Michael, uh, it was, you ran into some struggles, uh, you know, and, and you ran into kind of figuring out what it is you actually wanted to do. Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the starting stages of, of your journey and how you found, uh, you know, who you are today uh, through those uh, struggles and emerged from? Well, like I said, I, I dabbled in a few businesses. Um, I had a photography business, which was actually going pretty well until the crash. Uh, so when 2008 hit, things just tanked in the economy. And my focus, focus was more on the commercial um, photography industry. So, you know, a lot of businesses probably weren't used, you know, they, they would keep the same photos they used, you know, two years ago. It's like, I'm not paying for new photos. I don't need it, right? So, you know, so I, I got into some other things. I decided to dabble into the real estate world, which um, is good at any point, but it was interesting getting into the real estate during the crash. I said, well, when the economy recovers, then I will know what I'm doing. So, um, so I stayed into the real estate and just grew. Uh, in between that, I had one other business that, you know, you know, almost took me out. It was uh, in the food industry, I partnered with someone who just was not on the same page and it, it just turned ugly. So that almost took us out, but recovered from that, bounced back, stayed in the, in the real estate, and then stumbled onto the financial services. And then that's when the light bulb went on. It, you know what? This I just need to move forward with this, um, not abandoning the, the real estate, but adding that to what I'm already doing. Awesome. Now, you, you mentioned you almost got taken out there for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I got to ask, you know, what did that look like? And, and, and aside from that, have there been other moments uh, in this journey where you've thought, you know what, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta do something <laughs> or I'm going to end up back, you know, uh, in the medical field or have there been those moments? Well, I won't say back in the medical field, but when we had that crash in the, uh, in the food industry, we lost a lot of money, you know, uh, between um, having a bad relationship, you know, and the attorney fees and so forth. And what I, the money that I put into the business, it was quite a bit. So I won't say that um, I was still actually in the still medical field. So I still had a stream of income coming in. It just, the fact 
fact that, okay, I, now that I have this debt, how am I going to overcome that? Right. So it was, it was a little painful emotionally. Um, I had never been taken advantage of like that, but like you say, you live and learn. And as I told Andrew, I, I'm a reader, so I read a lot of books and all the successful people that I, I read about or I've heard speak on stage, they all said that they've had situations where they've hit bottom or came close or they had a partner that ripped them off. And so, but, and I, then I, in my mind, I'm thinking, so how come you didn't, how come you just didn't quit? And they just like, said, hey, we're just moving forward. And I saw that now they're successful. So that that bug was in my head. It's like, you just don't quit. You just keep moving forward. Yeah, those lessons that are found in the in the darkness. And uh, yeah, every single one of, of my mentors and, and as well as myself have, have been through those moments and just the resilience that it takes. You know, there is a high percentage of people that during those pinnacle moments and those, you know, instrumental moments, uh, it's either make or break. And there are people that end up breaking. Um, you know, yeah. I know that part of Andrew's story, he, he had a job free experience and then had to return back and then come back again, uh, you know, to, to the job free world. So it, it's definitely, you know, something that, that is a, is a thing that happens now. Uh, Michael, I'd love to hear about, you know, what is the, what's the future look like? What's the next, you know, three years, uh, in your space. I think we were talking, uh, the other day when we were connecting for the first time, you were you were speaking about how it's not just the perfect model right now, but you you actually have some really big plans, you know, moving forward to to have this outreach make a bigger splash. Uh, so yeah, let, let's hear a little bit about that. Yeah, so like we talked about before, I'm starting out with what the event that we call the Seeds of Wealth Financial Symposium, which our very first one was a, a great success. You know, I mentioned it earlier in the show that we had a, a good 70 plus people attend and, but we had 140 registrants and it, for a free event. So you can expect to have more, but we made it a very positive impact. And what we found the response that we received is that we need to do it again. Um, and so we plan on taking it to Southern California, um, the event where I held it was actually at my church. They are open to having it quarterly. So with that, and then we have some other venues that we want to connect with and just put this together. I'm connecting with other people who their passion is for the youth also. And, and that's interesting because I have found that there are a lot of um, groups out there that are focused on the youth. What I just want to find that right arena to partner to where, because maybe they're not teaching, you know, financial literacy, or maybe they are teaching it to some degree, maybe like the basics, uh, you know, how to balance a checkbook. But for us to go in there, maybe take it to the next level um, and just find that right partnership to where, because they already have a, a infrastructure to where they, they have the outreach and they can touch all the youth. So we just want to partner with them and just make, make a go of it and make it, you know, greater than what they already have. For sure. Power and people. Uh, now, yeah. speaking of people, uh, are there any people that come to mind when you think about, you know, the success that you've seen over the years and the, the impact that you've had? Are there any people that have been uh, very impactful along your journey? And, and how were they able to uh, help you along your journey? Wow. I mean, that's the thing. There's so many people. Um, there's, there's so many business owners and public speakers that you connect with that it's hard to name just one. You know, like I told Andrew that my first impression was my first positive impact was my grandfather because he had his own business. He did very well in a, in a time where the African-American community, you know, they weren't accepted as well when it comes to business, but he plowed through it and did very well. Um, I've met, you know, of course, you know, a lot of people meet the, the, the big, like Tony Robbins and things like that, but personally, um, let me see, I'd say, I don't know if there's like, you know, Jim Belisera there is, um, who 
even though he was in, he's a, a network marketer, but what I watched with him is he survived a lot of different transitions. So going from one business to another and in each time making it big. Um, let's see. So, so there's so many people out there that I just connect with. There's brokers out there. Um, Brent Gove, if I watched him, he is just like a people magnet. I mean, he can step into anything and just attract people. Um, Hermie Bacchus, who's another person who just has this, this ability to just be a magnet towards people and people follow them. And it's like, so these people I, I watch and I monitor and see how they do things. Um, even though I may not do exactly what they're doing, but I watch how they connect with people. So being a powerful connector, I think is, is the key. Absolutely. Awesome. Now let's get a little uh, uh, personal here, Michael. What are you doing when you're not uh, impacting the youth with real estate, uh, <laughs> with uh, life insurance wisdom? Uh, what do you like to do outside all this? I, you know, I'm pretty low key, um, but I like working out at the gym. Um, me and my wife like to travel. Uh, she's, you know, we're actually planning to do a couple of cruises. She's just a big cruise person. She wants to go to Alaska. And she wants to, you know, take these Alaskan cruises. She wants to go over into uh, Jerusalem. I mean, so she has a lot of plans. We've been to Australia. We've been to Hawaii. Um, so we just want to do some more, more traveling because I like connecting with people. I like seeing new places, new things. Um, me and my son, we have this idea to just... I don't know if you ever watched those food shows where they, they go in there and they just test the foods in the different towns. Yep. So yep. we want to do that. <laughs> you know, you do a lot of good eating, you know, just find out where the good food is and, and show up. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's everyone's dream job, right? Just let, where are the restaurants at? Like right? Guy, uh, <laughs> Mr. Guy there, he's all out in diners, drives and whatever, dashes or whatever. Right, that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cool, man. Awesome. Now uh, Michael, if you were given a million dollars tomorrow to to donate to any charity of your choice, where's the money going? Ooh, that's a big one because there's so many good ones. Um, I like um, St. Jude's. Um, it is for you know I don't know St. Jude's. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so St. Jude's would be one. Uh, Wounded Warriors would be another. Um, you know, any of those type of charities where people have either are are like the kids you know they didn't ask for cancer but they need that help the families need help um the wounded warriors they're out there fighting for our country and then they have gotten themselves you know blown up or something like that so you know tunnel for tower so any those three would probably be my top ones awesome you're in an auditorium you know it's <laughs> a it's a high school auditorium michael there's a, a thousand seniors sitting out in the bleachers you've got one minute to to talk to these you know these kids this youth what are you saying i'd say you know you need to have an open mind you need to absorb information and learn how to separate the good information from the bad information you know do don't follow the crowd because usually if you follow in the crowd they're doing the wrong thing so go the opposite way and do what you know is right <laughs> Well said, well said. Now, uh, is there anything else, Michael, that we should know about, you know, again, your your company, your business, and, and how, you know, you can help virtually anybody from any age? I mean, a lot of people, you know, and I know we've highlighted bits and pieces of this, but a lot of people just don't really recognize uh, how not only essential it is for, you know, for the people that they're leaving, uh, you know, this, this life and death benefit to, but, but also themselves, is there any other information that people should know uh, when it comes to the topic of life insurance? Well, one that you definitely can use it um, when you're alive. I mean, you know, throw away the myth that you can only use it when you're, when you're dead. Um, understand that the younger you are, the better off you are when you get it and the healthier you are the better it is. So it's less expensive, you have better rates. And then when you're talking about time value of, uh, of money, you can, it's better to start young than to wait till you're older because it just, the impact is so much different. 
And you can stack these policies too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, of course. Yeah, you can stack yeah. them. You can you can go. You can do a blend from whole life to to term and blend it and just make it all work. We'll figure it out. So what we do is we do a, a fact finder. We find out what you want, what your goals are, and we put we put a plan together for you. And I love that hands-on approach and just really specifying to the client. And yeah, if you're young, right? Uh, that that's the thing. If if a lot of people. They don't even have life insurance on the brain. But as Andrew shared with us earlier tonight, uh, it's never too uh, young uh, to start, you know, getting involved in this because you're going to pay a lot less uh, and you're going to receive a greater benefit uh, as, as the time goes on. Yeah. Talk about a, a graduation gift. Uh, uh, IUL is a great graduation gift. <laughs> For those watching with children graduating. Right. <laughs> awesome, Michael. Hey, it's been such a pleasure, man, to, to hang out with you, to, you know, to get to know a little bit more about you on a personal level, on a professional level, uh, hear your vision. And really, you know, there, we, we know a lot of life insurance people. We've come across a dozen of them in the last year. And I think that there's there hasn't been one yet. Uh, that isn't solely focused on making such a positive impact on youth and, and a positive contribution to youth. And I really just want to applaud you for that. Uh, you know, it, it touched our hearts hearing your, it touched my heart hearing your story for the first time the other day. And uh, Andrew, having, uh, you know, you invited on here was such a pleasure. We really, really appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you. And I want to thank you for inviting me. All right. Well, hey, Michael. On that note, I'm going to let Andrew say one of our world-famous lines here to end us off because it wouldn't be quite right coming out of my mouth. I'm going to switch us over. Andrew, tell No, man. Where are you going? Come on. Come on. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. Well, that was an amazing way to end it out. I really love, um, you know, when we're able to go a little bit deeper into just who Michael Walt is. You know, because, you know, this show really isn't about just, hey, man, what's your business? Because that's the format that every I mean, of course, we do dive into that because, you know, you, you guys can greatly benefit from the things that we're sharing with you, you know, and, and that's kind of the point of this to give you more opportunity. However, being able to be inspired by the things that make an entrepreneur who he is or who she is. Those are the kind of things that can can help you find your own dream. So right. with, with that, guys, I just want to remind you, there's one thing that you must do. I want to remind you to grab your umbrellas because MI5 is taking 2023 by storm, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Good night, guys. Have a good night. Woo. Right. Thanks, guys.